Welcome to the Adoption Connection Podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it and we're here for you. Hey, Lisa, happy Thanksgiving. Hi, Melissa, happy Thanksgiving to you too. You live uh, closer to pilgrim country than I do. We do, we definitely do. So it's Thanksgiving week, which for a lot of us is crazy for many different reasons. Maybe we're traveling as our family is getting ready to do. Maybe you're cooking or maybe it's just stressful because there's no school at the end of this week. I just said to my teen daughter yesterday, I cannot believe the boys have an entire week off of school. We have the whole week off for Thanksgiving because they match the university calendar, I think, because so many of the people who live in our town work at one of the two universities. And so, yeah, they have an entire week off, which is long for them. It's, it's really long. Fortunately, we do have adult kids coming into town, which will make it really a lot more fun. And we'll try to fill the time with some good activities. That sounds delightful. Well, this episode really didn't want to happen for so many reasons. First of all, it's about gift-giving things, which Lisa and I both really struggle with. Neither one of us have gift giving in our top love languages. They're probably dead last for both of us. And so gift giving kind of stresses us out. So it's kind of laughable that we have chosen this as a topic, but we know that it's helpful. And because we struggle to give gifts, we thought we would love if someone did this for us. So we're doing this for you. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We tried to limit ourselves, honestly, but don't worry, there will be show notes with all of the goodies. So if you're cooking or just enjoying our conversation, you know, you don't, no need to scribble things down or whatever, you know, just hop over to the show notes when you're ready to shop. I mean, seriously, between illnesses and lost internet and ice storms, we just couldn't get ourselves together to record this almost. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this is really just a chat between the two of us. This is not a highly polished episode. For me, when I share gift ideas, I do it knowing that not everybody is really good at it and that a lot of people are like me and they don't want just clutter. They want meaningful things and things that are going to be enjoyed over a long period of time. A lot of us are on budgets that we just don't want to waste money. And so, you know, I've been a mom for 31 years. I've done a lot of Christmases and a lot of birthdays and have come up with some of my favorites and Melissa's come up with some of hers. And we're just going to share those. And we've broken down the categories pretty much by age groups. And we tried, like Melissa said, we tried to really narrow ourselves down to our top favorites or things that we thought would be a little more interesting that might give you a new idea. All right. So we're going to start at the very beginning with babies and toddlers. This is hard for me because I am super pragmatic and I realize that babies actually really don't appreciate anything that we give to them. But our family is one of those families that kind of does the growth chart up the side of the door and it's always getting rubbed off and we can never tell who's who. And so I have seen some really cute growth charts lately. And I thought that would be a fun baby gift because it kind of grows with your child. That's true. That is a really great idea. We have a doorway also that has lots of marks, but um, one of my children in a fit of unhappiness and feeling unloved and not belonging decided to wash away the whole bottom half of it, which kind of broke my heart. So a nice growth chart's a great idea. So some of my favorites that 
um, my kids have used for years and years and years. We have a set of those cardboard bricks. You can order them on Amazon and different places, and they come flat, and you have to fold them together. And you think, oh, that's just kind of junky. That's nothing special. But honestly, they are so much fun for little ones because they're light, and they're kind of big, so they can make big stacks and then crash them down with cars or run into them. They haul them around. They build little walls. And, you know, they're not very expensive. They're really simple, and they're surprisingly durable. We've probably had ours for more than 20 years, 20-plus 20 years. So um, I get them out when little kids are here to play and visit, and they love them. So kind of a fun, simple thing. Other thing that's been a big favorite of my kids is a toy kitchen. And I was talking to one of my um, sort of borrowed adult kids, and she's got three little ones. And she told me that hands down, their toy kitchen is the most used toy in her house because her first grader will cook and play with it. And then with his younger sister, they'll also use it like as a fortress. They'll pack things into it and the baby chews on the pots and pans. And so basically all three of her kids play with it every single day. And she said she's gotten rid of the vast majority of their toys because they had a flood in their house. But she said the toy kitchen is one toy that she absolutely would keep and that they have used for years and years. And my kids also used theirs for a long, long, long time. And I actually saved the toy kitchen and it's stored away from my grandkids. Oh, that's fun. I don't like saving anything. So, but I am going to be a yaya or grandma as it will be in the spring. And we do have a really fun toy kitchen from the last little person who stayed with us. So lots of ideas for lots of fun, diverse play. So I love that. Um, okay, wait, wait a second. I just have to say, Melissa, you just slid there in, the, in there really like sneaky like, but yes, can you believe Melissa's going to be a grandma? I'm just a wee bit jealous. I'm excited for her and it's really a big, big special thing in their family. I know, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay, so just a little bit older into preschoolers. So this would be probably kids who are a little bit more verbal, you know, definitely walking past the toddlerhood stage. So I love plasma cars and I don't even know how to describe them, but they're a little ride on toy and they use a certain kind of physics so that when you turn the wheel back and forth, the car, it propels the car forward and they're super fun. They're really durable. I have a tw almost 12-year-old. Now he's a little bit smaller in stature, but he still loves his. And then, you know, for something that's a little less costly, because plasma cars are a little bit of an investment. They're not terrible, but homemade Play-Doh is definitely less expensive than most things that you'll buy at the store. But it provides hours of sensory play. We love to put essential oils in ours. So it has an aromatherapy or a calming effect or an uplifting effect, whatever you want your Play-Doh to do. And you can change out the colors. My mom's a preschool teacher and she makes a new batch for every season. You know, she, right now all of her kids are playing with this warm orange pumpkin spicy Play-Doh. She actually puts the pumpkin pie spice right into it with orange food coloring. So super fun. You could do peppermint for Christmas time. Peppermint. Yeah. Like a candy cane. Yeah. I really love the peppermint essential oil. I've actually been using a rollerball, and, and I'm not even, you know, I'm like an essential oil novice but I have a rollerball of the peppermint and I put it on my neck and sometimes I'll put a little actually close to my nose because it is so energizing. So 
I love the idea. I've never, I didn't know about essential oils when I would make Play-Doh for my kids, but I love the idea of it now. And I have a great recipe. So we will, and I'll also check on Melissa's mom's recipe and we'll be sure to add a recipe in the show notes for homemade Play-Doh too. So a few of my really tried and true preschooler gifts are Duplos. You cannot go wrong with Duplos. I would pick them up at uh, yard sales and thrift stores and ask for them for gifts and buy them because we have a big collection of them. And when little ones come over, I pull them out and they always love playing with them. A couple more physical things. The Gorilla Gym is um, one that you can put in your doorway and it has everything from like a chin-up bar to you can, you can hook a swing on it. You can hook a trapeze bar. There are just so many different things things you can do with a gorilla gym. And again, it's a little bit of an initial investment, but the hours and hours of play fun are really huge. And I think if you live in a climate that is either really cold in the winter where it's hard to get the kids outside for physical play, or if you live where it's really, really hot in the summer, that's another time. And if you have air conditioning, um, another time when you could get some good physical play indoors. Again, I asked my sweet young mama friend, and she said the best gift they've given their young kids was a Strider bike. So it's the bike with no um, pedals. So they use it as a balanced bike. And they learn basically how to ride a bike without having to learn how to pedal yet. And anyhow, they've used theirs a ton. And then... The last thing I wanted to mention for preschoolers that you can make yourself that's not expensive is a simple rice bin. And I will put a link for that as well in the show notes, but I made one for Ebi and Wagayu. It's a great sensory toy. I just bought a big, clear, Rubbermaid type bin. I filled it with cheap white rice, and then I put lots of little digging toys in it and things they could bury in it and then dig up and find. And I would just put a sheet on the floor and set the rice bin right in the middle. And when they were done, I would just wrap up the sheet and throw it outside, you know, and, and uh, it was easy to clean up. But that was a great toy for a long, long time. We love sensory stuff like that. And our kids, a lot of them have sensory needs. In fact, we did a whole episode on that, our first, very first episode. So it's really important and it will save your sanity to provide sensory input to your kids. Another preschool idea was sent in by a listener. Hello, this is Alex with a gift suggestion for our foster shower. Before we were licensed, somebody got us a mini teepee, and it has been a great gift for all of our kids. Um, we had one that had a lot of anxiety about bedtime, and so um, she would put it on the bed with her head in it and sleep that way, and it's just been really fun for um, different games, the kids pretending that they're camping or us sitting in the tent together reading stories with a flashlight. So that is my gift suggestion, a little teepee. Thanks. I'm so glad Alex called in with that idea because I had sort of forgotten how much my kids loved their toy teepees. We actually had two. They were gifts from my parents. And I think they may have even bought them at Pike Place Market or something. But they were so great because the kids would take them outside and play with them in the yard. They would play with them in the house set them up in their rooms like she talked about, crawl in and read. But the other great thing about a play teepee is that when they're not playing with it, you just, you know, fold it all up into one. It's like one thing and just we'd lean it in the corner of the room. They played with their teepees a ton. So that is a great suggestion. Yeah, I love that. So fun. Young elementary. What do you have, Melissa? One of the things I grew up listening to were radio adventures, Um, specifically Adventures in Odyssey. These are great 
stories. They're really well produced and we would listen to them on road trips and to fall asleep to. And, you know, sometimes our kids are sensitive to sound, so they need kind of a predictable sound or something to focus on. So this is a great way to get a nice pair of headphones and a little MP3 player or something to allow your child to kind of disappear for a little bit into a story. And even if they're not reading yet, this is a fantastic way to kind of pass the cold winter months or the hot summer months um, when you're not climbing on your gorilla gym. And then mm-hmm. another sensory thing. Let, for- let me, let me add, can I jump back and yeah, add that? Yeah, yeah. We've been a big adventures and odyssey family. We've listened to tons of them on road trips because we're also a road trip family or we used to be. We're not as much anymore. My adult kids. So my kids are, you know, 31, 29, 27. They go down to 12, but anyhow, they still quote Adventures in Odyssey to each other all the time when we're together because it's so funny and they can all mimic certain characters and it's been a really uh, fun and significant part of my kids childhood too. The other thing similar also made by focus on the family is their fantastic radio theater shows. So we own a bunch of those. We own all of the Chronicles of Narnia. They're extremely well done. They have little women. They have so many. And I hadn't bought any for a long time. And then they had a sale on Adventures in Odyssey. And I just bought some new ones for Ebenezer and Wagayu. And I know Ebby may say he's not that interested, but they honestly love them. And I'm going to load some up on a little old iPod. And I think it will be hours and hours and hours of entertainment. So sorry, that was a long plug. But anyhow, audiobooks, radio theaters, Adventures in Odyssey, all of that. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And actually, for Adventures in Odyssey, as the years went on, some of the stuff really got, it kind of grew with the audience. And so there really were some episodes that were suspenseful and interesting. And, you know, we would get to the end of a road trip or the end of a, well, it was cassettes back when we were listening to them, but (laughs) yeah, we would get to the end of a cassette and we would, you know, all be dying to know what the next thing was. Even my parents were enthralled. So there's a little bit yes. there for everyone. And it's not, you know, sometimes we listen to things that we want our kids to listen to and we kind of endure it um, because we have to. But I would say the radio theater and Adventures in Odyssey are something that really you will enjoy too. I agree. Along with that, for especially if you're looking for something that doesn't have as much of a faith kind of intertwining, obviously the radio theater with the classics is great. But Story of the World, and this is my homeschool mama coming out, but mm-hmm. I tell people about the Story of the World CDs all the time, even if they're not homeschooling, because it's a really well done. Um, it's not dramatized, but a super, super great and enthralling telling of the story of the world, like history, but come alive. And Patrick and I actually have learned a ton listening to those on road trips, and we love them, and our kids love them too. So I'll throw that in there. And then if you're looking for a sensory thing for young elementary, so a little bit older than Play-Doh and some of those things. Kinetic sand is becoming really big. We actually discovered this by accident a couple of years ago. I think before it was really a big thing and only Brookstone sold it, but now you can get it on Amazon and everywhere. And it's a sand with this polymer kind of worked into it. And so it sticks together and it, it doesn't get all over the place. And it is super, super fun and kind of cathartic. So I find myself kind of like playing in it, you know, mindlessly sometimes myself. We've never had any, and I, that might be something I need to get this year because it's nice to have little things that I can keep around that people can just pick up and play with and use their hands with. I like that. So the few things I was going to recommend for young elementary, they're a little bit different. 
we have loved having an ant farm. That is a lot of fun. And, you know, when it's done, it's done. You can throw it away. I, I personally like that. We've done bird feeders. Bird feeders can be so great because, okay, you could be somebody who's really into teaching your kids about birds, which at one point I was, but you could also just enjoy watching birds come close to the house and getting to see the different kinds that come over and over because in all over the country and all over the world, we have different kinds of birds. So that's kind of fun. And then the last thing I want to recommend is magnetiles. And we haven't had any yet, but I'm kind of itching for when I have grandkids because I have a feeling I'm going to buy a lot of them because they're kind of my kind of thing. So you build with them and they're magnetic. And Melissa, have you um, had magnetiles? Do you have magnetiles? I haven't, but because I'm going to be a grandmother before you, maybe I'll get to get my magnetiles before you and I'll get them <laughs> in the spring. It's a race. It's a race to get magnetiles. Well, I don't think the baby will be playing with them, but from people I know who have them and from the things I've seen, they're really fun for all ages to play with and they're beautiful. So something worth looking into. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll get you for Christmas, Lise. <laughs> no, essential oils. um okay so what about our older elementary people what are you thinking for them well my favorite thing for that age oh there i mean there's so many things but trying to narrow it down would be probably subscriptions especially for my guys magazine subscriptions we have done so many different magazines over the years and my kids love it because This gift keeps showing up month after month. It's brand new and exciting. My older kids loved Muse Magazine, which is, I think, put out by the Smithsonian. And then my girls had American Girl Magazine for a long, long time. The current favorite at my house right now, uh, Wagayu gets Sports Illustrated for kids, and that's a lot of fun. He has decided to decorate his room with pictures from the, so they include like a little folded up poster, but he not only has hung up all the posters, but he has hung up so many pictures, and I've just decided to go with it. I mean, why not, you know? So there are magazines for kids for any interest, you know, I mean, we used to get Ladybug when they were little and Spider, those are a little bit more literature oriented. I mean, there are science ones. I just love magazine subscriptions for kids. How about you? I think, well, just, I think that's a great idea. I don't think about that too often, but I think this is a perfect gift for our youngest because we use reading as a way to keep him out of trouble a lot. And a lot of times if he has to go to meetings or tag along with us, you know, we say, take a book, take a book, take a book, but he's no longer allowed to take library books because he loses them all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's read pretty much all of the books at our house. So he's rereading a lot of things because the rule is he has to take a book that he owns. So in case it gets lost, it's not a big deal. So Mm -hmm. magazines would be perfect for him because it would give him new reading material. And if it got misplaced or lost, which inevitably with kids in general, but also specifically, I feel like our kids, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a big deal. Right, right. And it just is so fun to get mail. And people don't really send mail anymore to each other. So it's something that they can actually get in the mailbox. And I think that's really fun. Along with that, because you and I are similar in that we don't like to bring more things into the house. And I think by this age, you know, kids are kind of being kept busy by different things. Their interests start changing and they start, you know, really kind of becoming more individuals. I love giving lessons or experiences at this age. So inevitably our kids, you know, want to try out 
ice skating or gymnastics or a new sport or something like that, or need equipment for hockey or, you know, I don't know, whatever. And, you know, in a big family, that can be hard to keep up with. It's bad enough the time, but a lot of these things like gymnastics, you can do just for six weeks or just a session of ice skating lessons. And so we've been fortunate that we have family who loves to give gifts like that. You know, they want to give things that the kids will love and not just fill our house with more stuff. So our kids love stuff like that. You know, the ability to try out new things. And I love it because it's not one more thing in my house. I know a woman from my church who's a grandma and she gave her grandson, um, beginning karate lessons and drove him to every lesson so that his mom didn't have to. I thought, no, that's a great gift for the mom and the kid, right? And a great connecting experience for this boy with his grandma. I just thought it was the best gift. If we had grandparents near, I would try to finagle something like that. That's the kind of grandmother I want to be. I love that. Like the, not just the actual money for the lesson, but the time. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. All right. Middle schoolers. You want to go first? Dun, dun, dun. I feel like middle schoolers are so hard. Do you have middle schoolers, Melissa? I can't remember. I've got two right now. Technically, he should be, but he's homeschooled. And so I feel like we've kind of escaped that like middle school culture situation, but mm-hmm. we have some of the same developmental, like, yeah, you know, same age group okay. going on. Yeah. yeah. So we know middle schoolers. <laughs> we do. Well, one of the things that I brought up when Lisa and I were kind of talking about this before we started recording was this game called Suspend. And I was actually kind of it was funny that she had already heard of this and their family loves it just as much as our family. We got it on a win. I think someone, you know, picked it up at a yard sale or gave it to one of our kids a couple of years ago over Christmas while we were traveling. So it's a, you know, small, it travels well. And we played it for hours. All of us Mm -hmm. took turns, you know, we did little like competitions to see who could beat who. And then the winner would play the next person. I don't even know how to explain it. So you're going to have to go on the show (laughs) notes and look at the link, but it's it's a kind of an interactive balance game. It uses these like fun colored, they're not quite sticks <laughs> and goofy shapes and things, but you're trying to suspend them or balance them. And I don't know, it just, it's kind of quick and you can kind of do it while you're having a conversation. It would be a kind of one of those times where you might be able to have a conversation with a child that seems less intimidating because you're kind of also half distracted by this game. So I don't know. I just think it's super fun. We got it last Christmas and we would literally just like clear some things off the table and just put it on the table after a meal and just play for a while. And it can be pretty fast or, you know, we've, we've actually played a lot and we've played it with the adults down to the, at that time, elementary age and just a really fun game. And it's not expensive either, which is great. On the more expensive side, if you want to make a little bit of an investment, I am a huge fan of Lego robotics. I actually used, one of my jobs used to be helping introduce kids to Lego robotics. And that's the, my engineer nerdy side of me coming out. But there are so many books and YouTube videos and things to guide your kid. Even if you feel like I can't teach my kid Lego robotics, you don't have to. It's a chance for them to really explore on their own. And it's kind of like, you know, Legos on steroids because they move and they can, you can make robots do things. And it's just really, really fun. Yeah. You and Russ would have a lot of fun with that. We actually have done Lego robotics and my uh, other engineer son and helped 
with the team. And that was fun. It was really, really fun. So, all right. So for me, for middle schoolers, I like to do gifts that go along with their hobbies at this point and their interests. Uh, my boys, Abby and Wagayu, are both really into athletics. And this may not sound like much of a gift, but I'll just say they wanted really expensive basketball shoes, like not shoes we would normally buy. And so that's what they asked for, for their birthdays. And, um, you know, the other thing, I mean, they love athletic hoodies. If they have a team they follow, anything like that. that I mean, shoes would be hard for you to give to anybody else's kids, like a grandchild or anything. But um, you can't go wrong with the hoodie for the team that they they like. Or uh, if they're hooked on things like the Nike swoosh, there you go. Hoodies is always good. Another thing my kids have loved are headlamps. We use headlamps all the time. And when we have cows, which we don't right now, the boys will wear them when they go out to do chores in the early morning or evening. They use them for reading. They use them when we travel, when we go camping, in the car, all kinds of stuff. A headlamp is a great thing. Supplies for crafts, if they're into crafts, um, you know, I've given books on knitting and really nice yarn and things for projects. Tried and true at my house are Prismacolor colored pencils. They are so nice, and we have a big set that we got years ago. And, you know, of course, some of them are gone now, but those Prismacolors we still use. They are the nicest colored pencils. We just love them. And then the last thing I was going to mention for middle schoolers are nice headphones. You know, at this age, they may be listening to music. They may be doing things on the computer or like we talked about having a little iPod or something where they're listening or they might be into the Xbox and gaming. Anyhow, a nice pair of headphones. They, they love things like that. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like this is also the age, if they have a hobby, it's when you can start getting like the nicer things. Like if you have an artist, you can get like a really good set of like real watercolors and really mm-hmm. nice brushes. Like they're starting to get to the point where they can start valuing things like that, taking care of them. Like, you know, like you said, really nice basketball shoes or, you know, just something fun that you wouldn't normally spend the money on, but you can for Christmas or for a gift. And it, you know, kind of tickles our people. They love it. Yeah. And, and each of these things are, are actually useful. And I guess I, that appeals to me with <laughs> my personality. I, I want to give them things they can use and enjoy over a long period of time. Okay, so on to teens, and we both have teens as well in our homes. Right now, a really big thing is letter boards, and that also took me back to when magnetic poetry was really big. So that's kind of something fun to just have around. You know, it's not super practical, but, you know, kind of fun. And then Mm -hmm. for teens, I feel like gift cards are really great because it gives them a little bit of independence without just giving them cold, hard cash. You know, we Mm -hmm. do it for things like the local ice cream place or for a movie. You know, our teens are getting to the point where they're a little bit more independent and they're doing things with friends going out. And so it gives them just an opportunity to, you know, have something to spend. And then lastly, especially just for connecting and kind of hanging out with your teens. We have teens who still like to spend time with us every once in a while. We are all hooked on escape rooms. And I know Lisa when we talked earlier, said that she wasn't sure about that. And I really wasn't sure about it either. I think it's because my fear of failure, I like couldn't imagine being in an escape room and then like failing. I just really, that felt awful to me. But it turns out that they are really fun and we usually escape. And 
I don't know. It's just something different to do. It is. It can be a little pricey to do it, which I think is why it makes a great gift because you're not normally going to go out and spend $25 a person for you know an hour of entertainment. It's actually what my husband asked for for his birthday last year. He said, I just want to go out as a family and do an escape room. So, Yeah, I think my family would like that too. I, we'll have to consider it, look into it. Yeah. And look for a good Groupon. Sometimes that's a, a good way to get into them too for a little less money. Yeah, it's a great idea. Okay. I think teens, they like to make their space the way they want it, even if they're sharing it with other people. So things for their room, like my boys have a couple of really cool framed black and white posters of black athletes over the years hanging in their rooms. Um, or one of them has a big banner for a gaming company that they were given that's hanging over his bed and it's huge. So things for their room. The girls like unique um, lights, not just regular white lights, but maybe little interesting lights. They, they like things like that. Yeah, all kinds of things for their rooms. And then if they're driving and if they have a car or if they're even if they're using a family car, we like to, when they get a little older, give them tools so that they, and teach them how to use them. Well, Russ teaches them, to be honest, and um, so that they know how to manage basic things with their cars. Or um, when one of my daughters got her first car, I gave her some, she's a very organized person, I gave her some sort of organizer things to keep in the car to keep her stuff organized. Another thing our older kids have really enjoyed are tickets to an event, like a concert I'm trying to think there have been other things. Oh, an athletic event, like a college game or something. That's that's kind of a big deal for them. My kids, sometimes oldest kids have actually traveled to Seattle for concerts now and then. So help with the tickets. It's a big deal. Again, really nice earbuds, especially the Bluetooth or the earbuds, they call them, right? But any kind of Bluetooth earbuds are great at this age. They're small, which is the thing that always worries me. But at this age, they take care of the things they value, or at least they try to. And then the last thing I was going to mention for teens is we have given um, hiking boots for our kids. That uh, Last summer, some of our kids took a big trip in Peru. They trekked to Machu Picchu with their dad, which was Really incredible and once, of a li- once in a lifetime, but we gave hiking boots as gifts. That was a good purchase because that was an incredible trek. And for most kids at this age, another great gift is a good rolling carry-on bag because they're starting to go places. They may not be flying, but they're starting to go places and having their own suitcase that they can use is really, really useful and they'll have it for a long, long time. Okay. So we had another listener call in and give a gift idea, which is kind of fun for the whole family, anywhere from kind of probably elementary kids or up. Hi, Lisa and Melissa. I would recommend, we don't have it, but I would recommend getting a wee set because I think it would be helpful for exercise and connection as a family. Thank you. Okay. So we have gaming boys, but I am not a gamer. And Lisa, I don't think you're a gamer either. Mm-mm. But we did have a Wii and used it for years and years and years and had a lot of fun with the Wii Fit, the Wii Fit board and doing obstacle courses and yoga and all kinds of things like that. Well, that's what I love about the Wii Fit and also maybe the Xbox One Connect has a similar platform. It actually is completely controllerless. So if you think that your people might have trouble flinging controllers or beating up a Wii Fit board. The 
Xbox One Connect might be a good compromise. And I think maybe the Wii Fit isn't being made anymore. You, know, you guys will have to check on that. But which also means you might be able to get it less expensive because it's starting to be not the next coolest thing. But whatever gaming system you choose... We love the ones that are kind of sports related. They get you moving. They kind of make us all gamers, even if we typically wouldn't be. And they give us a way to not just move our bodies, which we know is really, really great to relieve stress and help regulate, but it's something we can all do together. And so we've done everything from, you know, martial arts games to dancing games. Patrick and I used to play a round of Wii Golf every night after the kids went to bed. (laughs) And I will never, you will never find me on a real golf course. He loves that, but I would play Wii Golf. And so we used to challenge each other to 18 holes every night. So there Mm -hmm. are a lot of fun things, even just for us as parents um, around a gaming console that has the ability to have active games. Yeah. We've had some pretty good dance parties in our living room back with the Wii. And I'm, you know, we just got an Xbox for the very first time this fall, and I really haven't bought anything to go with it yet. I don't know. Maybe the Connect would be a fun family gift. I don't know. Something to think about. Okay. Last but not least, we wanted to include gift suggestions for us, the moms, because sometimes we lose ourselves in all the crazy of parenting. And we are big fans here at the Adoption Connection that building a strong foundation for our family means we need to take care of ourselves. And I'm betting that you have people in your lives, maybe a spouse, maybe parents, a best friend who have said to you, what do you want for Christmas? If you're anything like me that has probably left you with your mouth hanging open and maybe a quick shrug of your shoulders and you're not really sure. So Lisa and I came up with some of the things on our own wish list that we'll share with you that maybe you can borrow and just some other things in the past that have been really great gifts. I also reached out just on my personal Facebook profile and asked my mom friends what they want this year. And so we'll read you some of those too, because I think you'll relate to them. So the things that I thought of first are mostly things I would like to have. One of the things that's on my list is one of those Dutch ovens that's like the cast iron with enamel over it. And there are really, really expensive ones, but there are other ones that are more reasonable. And I've read reviews and everything. And there's one sold on Amazon and probably other places. And the brand is called Lodge. You can cook all kinds of things in them, everything from roast to um, bread, so many things. And always kind of wanted one. So I'm thinking about that. Another thing that I've been on the hunt for And I also found some of these on Amazon. I want an essential oil diffuser that is, first of all, not ugly. And secondly, doesn't have a cord. I want one that I can charge. And then I want to be able to just set it on my kitchen island without it having to be plugged in and diffuse oils into the house that I would really like. And I was telling Melissa that right now I burn a lot of candles. And in that same spot, I have a really pretty candle holder. And I do like that a lot, but the benefit of the um, essential oil diffuser would be just that it would actually be healthy and I could change the oil I'm diffusing based on the needs of my family at the time, whether I want everybody to be awake and happy or whether I want to be calming everybody down because it's evening. Anyhow, but I don't want to have to plug it in. So this is my, my thing. I am definitely a person who appreciates gifts of service. Uh, My son Samuel is really good about that. Like one year, 
I asked him for Christmas if he'd help me paint the kitchen and family room, and he did. It was fantastic. He painted a piece of furniture for me once, too, a very pretty large piece of furniture. So those kinds of gifts are probably my favorites. That was probably a gift to him, too, because especially our young adult kids who may be on a tight budget or still starving college students may not have a lot, and they want to give us gifts. So that was something he could do with just his time and probably, you know, didn't cost him a lot of money. So, Well, and I enjoy those things still now. Today, I'm sitting in the kitchen that he helped me paint, and the the big dining hutch that he helped me paint has my dishes in it. And so really, I like to ask for gifts of service from my kids because it is something sometimes they can give. Along those lines, though, if they can't actually give the time, another gift that came up when I was talking with other moms and I've thought of myself is the gift of having monthly house cleaning or even a one-time deep clean. I love a clean house. I wouldn't mind having some help making that happen, but I can't do that right now. But anyhow, I think that's a great gift. And I asked a young mom friend and she said what she would most want would be a gift card to a spa. So again, something just to make life a little easier, a little nicer. Those are great gifts. One other small thing that I wanted to mention, and I've written about this before, is the one line a day journal. And I'll put a link to this. I have never in my life been able to keep a journal, which is funny given that I've been blogging for 12 years. But blogging is very different. Keeping a personal journal, it's just, ugh, I can't do it. But I bought this journal for one of my girls and ended up deciding that it would maybe work for me because you literally, it's, for, it's a five-year journal. So each page is dated for that day. So let's say it's December 1st, let's say. And so it is broken into five-year sections on one page. And so the first year, you fill in the year and you write on that date. Then the next year, you're writing on the same page again, but underneath. So I don't know. I'm on the second year through and I can actually do it because there's literally only room for about two sentences. And so you're just jotting down small things. But it's amazing even for me now, looking back at last year, the things I forgot or when things happen. So I don't know. I really, really enjoy that. And it's a small gift and I think it's a great one. Cool. I love that. I might have to try that. A lot of the things that folks talked about on my Facebook post all had to do with a lot of acts of service, but mostly the running theme was some sort of break, a break from our kids, a break from housework, a break from kind of just the everyday stuff that we have to do as moms. So, you know, whether it was a girl's day out or a date night or babysitting just so you could run errands, there was a kind of a theme running through those. And then um, one of my favorite just practical ones was um, a Yeti coffee mug, which saves me from a dozen reheats every day. So that was from my friend Jenny. And I can totally relate. And I'm betting some of you can too, you know, that meal that you meant to have or the coffee you meant to have and you, you open the microwave, you know, eight hours later and, you know, to warm up the next thing. And there's the meal that you forgot to eat or the coffee that you didn't drink. And Lisa, I know you're a big fan of the clean canteen. So I think, you know, something like that that's just kind of fun, but also kind of solves a problem in our lives. Really great gifts. I was going to say too, that with the clean canteen, I just happened to see on Amazon and on their website, you can get them monogrammed and they're really kind of beautiful. I thought, wow, wouldn't that be great? Because 
nobody would be able to take it and say, oh, I didn't know it was yours. Yes, they would know it was yours because it would have your initials on it. So and it's pretty classy looking. I, I haven't seen it in person. My clean canteen does not have a monogram, but that would make a pretty cool gift. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I, in coaching appointments with other moms recently, we've been talking a lot about what to do to fill yourself up. And I've had more than one mom say to me, you know, I have like this pocket of 15 or 20 minutes at the end of the day sometimes. And I find myself scrolling on my phone and it's not really filling me up. It's not really stressing me out necessarily, but it's also not filling me up. And so we've been talking a lot about, you know, what could we do in that space? We're kind of so brain dead. We don't want to do anything really hard. And so we kind of go to the easy thing, which is to scroll, scroll, scroll. But then it kind of feels like a time suck. So, you know, think about something that you might look forward to at the end of the day that might not be endless or mindless scrolling, but one mom and I were talking about how I really wanted to get into hand lettering. I see all these like beautiful Pinteresty things. And she said, oh yeah, I walked by a craft store the other day and they had a hand lettering kit. And I thought, oh, that would be fun someday. And so I kind of challenged her. I said, well, someday should be like now, you know, just go ahead and buy it. Like, wouldn't that be fun? Like, it's not something that you have to kind of like use, really use your brain and kind of, you know, it's not a hard book to read or another thing on your to-do list, but it might fill you up in a different way than scrolling through social media. So I don't know what that thing is for you, but, you know, maybe just the gift of some little project or thing that you can do that doesn't take a ton of concentration, too much brain power, but would be kind of fun for you. Something that you don't think you have time for, but maybe you do just a couple minutes every night. And you know, if you aren't a crafty person, you could ask for an Audible membership and start listening to Audible books. We listen to a ton of audiobooks for adults and you can get them from the library for sure. But unless you're pretty committed to the time it takes to finish a book, sometimes it's hard to finish before you have to turn it back in. But that's a, that's something I like to do in the evening. Sometimes I'll just turn on a book I'm listening to while I'm getting ready for bed and while I'm getting in bed. It's a really nice wind down. I love that. So we also are going to have on the show notes, just some other websites that kind of have gifts off the beaten path. Um, a huge fan of the websites, the Gromit and Uncommon Goods. So we'll have links to that. We'll have links to a noonday collection store. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Lisa? I, I know I'm kind of late to the party, but I have not been super familiar with noonday, but I spoke at a uh, adoptive and foster moms retreat in Montana not long ago and the display of things was really beautiful and I know that what they their website says it's a line of handmade jewelry and accessories that provide a pathway out of poverty for men and women around the world so we'll post a link to that I'll also be posting a link to my friend um, Kate Flory's site she makes handmade jewelry and we had talked earlier Melissa and I about some of the um, jewelry that moms sometimes enjoy and she will hand stamp your kid's name she'll on bracelets or rings or necklaces she makes all kinds of beautiful things so I will definitely be including a link for her as well and she's an adoptive mom I got to put that plug in there too she has twin girls from Russia yeah, the retreat thing made me think. We haven't really talked too much about it, but you and I are speaking at a retreat together or a conference. We We're speaking at a conference. I'm so excited. Melissa's going to come to my favorite conference in Seattle, the Refresh Conference, and we're going to speak together and we're going to do individual things. So, yes, it is next March. I think it's it's the middle of March. Do you know the dates right now, Melissa? I feel like it's um, the 15th, 16th, somewhere in there. 
Yeah, it's like that middle weekend. We will yeah. definitely post a link on the show notes since we are not together enough to know when we're speaking, but we do know it's <laughs> mid-March. We do know it's in Seattle. We do know it's at the Refresh Conference. And I also know that early registration ends at the end of this month. Mm. So, you know, this might be another great gift, you know, yes, to the Refresh Conference. It's going to be here before you know it. And, you know, if you can have a spouse or a mom or someone, you know, buy your tickets you know, the Christmas shopping season, the holiday shopping season is officially getting underway this week. So it is not too soon to be thinking about stuff like that. And you'll get a discount if you register before November 30th. Yes. And I'll put in another plug. I've been at the Refresh Conference. I've spoken every year except for one year when I was speaking in at Creative for Care. And the Refresh Conference is really for anyone involved in caring for vulnerable children, but they also have a, a really great support for men. So a lot of couples come, uh, dads, moms, professionals, kinship care providers, all kinds of people. So it's for everybody. I mean, if you and your husband can get away to it together or your spouse, it's a really great conference to go to. And you'd get to hang out with us. We'd love to meet some of you in person. Yes. And I don't know. It just makes me feel really happy inside. So that's because you get to share a hotel room with me, Melissa. We're going to have so much fun. I know it's, it's really <laughs> okay. So anyway, all of the stuff that we've been talking about for gifts are on the show notes. Mm-hmm. You can get to them by going to the adoptionconnection.com slash 16. I'm sure you all are thinking about, but they didn't talk about this or what about that? Or maybe something we said sparked an idea. This conversation actually started in our Facebook group and we'll probably continue on as we get deeper into the shopping season. And we would love to have your input because we need all the help we can get. (laughs) So if you're not already hanging out with us over there in our Facebook group, we would love to have you. So you can search on Facebook for the Adoption Connection. It's the group, not the page, um, or get there directly by going to facebook.com slash groups slash the Adoption Connection. We will also link that on the show notes because we know that's just way easier. So come hang out with us. Tell us what is on your wish list. Tell us what you're getting your kids that you're really excited about. And we hope that you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving week. If it's past Thanksgiving, because you just didn't get around to listening to us because you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving and you're headed well-prepared into the holiday season. Yeah. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you again next week. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as The Adoption Connection. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone. And remember, until next week, you're a good mom doing good work and we're here for you. The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevere.